Good morning, and welcome once again to In Focus. I'm John Sims, and with us again this morning, joined us, I think, a little over a year ago, and uh, maybe once or twice before that, back for an update and a recap. Scott Harrison, Executive Director of the East Texas Cornerstone Assistance Network. Great to have you back, Scott. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you, John. It's wonderful to be back on your show. Mm-hmm. Don't forget, In Focus is available online. Just go to ktbb.com slash In Focus. In Focus is uploaded to our website early in the morning, the day after the show airs. Scott, you've been in business as a separate independent nonprofit about four years now, a little over four years, I think. 2013, I think, was when you spun off from the Green Acres Baptist Church Ministry and formed your own nonprofit. Let's walk us through that. A little bit of history and just a brief mission statement, whatever you have in the way of describing who you are and what you do. All right. Uh, John, we are a standalone nonprofit social service agency uh, seeking to help people in need. We reach out to other nonprofits, to businesses, to churches, and ask them to send people to us that they feel like are ready to have their life transformed. And then we work with those individuals to transform their life. Okay. And uh, just to kind of go a little bit beyond that, uh, I'm just going right off your website here, etcornerstone.org. That's the website. The concepts were developed and incubated until in 2013 you got your standalone nonprofit status. And those life transformations are so important. That's basically at the heart of what you do, as I understand it. You discover the client's most pressing need and work with the referring organization to meet that need. And that kind of sets the stage. Let's take, and I hate to use the word typical because every client is different. But if we can come as close as we can to just picturing in our mind a typical client of East Texas Cornerstone Assistance Network, let's talk about how things get started with that person and how the process basically works in short form. They get sent to you, and then their life gets transformed. But let's, let's flesh that out a little bit. All right. Uh, John, the, the short version is, uh, let's just say that there's a nonprofit in town, and they've been working with someone meeting some of their basic needs or their emergency needs, and they begin to notice that uh, this person has a lot of potential and that with the right direction, they could come to the point where they don't need uh, those emergency services anymore. That nonprofit will then send that person to us because they see something special in that person's life. We then sit down with that uh, individual or that, that couple or that family. We talk to them about where they are and what they need in their life. And quite often the road out of poverty is a job. So the main thing that we do is we will employ them within our system. We'll get to know them. We'll walk alongside them. And then when we see what their skill set is, we'll try to help them find a new job uh, or a job if they don't have one or a better job if they're stuck in a dead-end job. And then as we work with them uh, with that, we work with them also on budgeting, on soft skills in their life, on whatever their needs are, continuing to work with the agency that sent them to us providing for things in their lives. You used a term that I hear quite often. Not everyone hears it or is familiar with it, soft skills. And we've referred to that on this program before, but it never hurts to just kind of define that again. What exactly are we talking about when it comes to soft skills? Soft skills, John, have, it has to do with interpersonal relationships for the most part, uh, the ability to uh, work in difficult situations. When your boss asks you to do something that you don't want to do, and you turn around and do it with a smile instead of getting upset and walking out of the building, mm-hmm. uh, that's a soft skill and an example of, of uh, a soft skill that people need as they're in the workforce. And as I understand it, it might have anything to do uh, with, uh, it might have something to do with 
any number of things. That being one example, I believe possibly knowing how to put together a resume, how to dress and groom yourself properly, present well during an interview, those would all come under the heading of soft skills too, if I understand it correctly. Absolutely. And one of the reasons that we have people come in and work for us for a little while is the best way to train in the soft skills is not having somebody uh, read through a book, but just have them come into work. And we've actually had some clients come in and we've walked up and said, uh, about that shirt you're wearing. And they look down and they realize, oh, this is highly inappropriate to be wearing mm. to work, but they didn't notice it till they got there. Uh-huh. Fortunately, we have a giant store. They're able to go in and uh, get an, an appropriate shirt and, and we're able to love them and help them work through that process. Talking to Scott Harrison this morning on In Focus, I'm John Sims. Scott is the executive director of the East Texas Cornerstone Assistance Network, known as Cornerstone for short, and we may use that term off and on throughout the show today. They're located at 200 North Beckham Avenue. That's between Locust and Ferguson Streets on Beckham Avenue. The phone number is 903-597-5334 and the website www.etcornerstone.org. One of the things that you really like to draw attention to is the fact that you offer immediate employment because of your unique referral system. How exactly does that work, and why does it work that way with you? Why is it so unique? <laughs> well, John, we, we didn't intend to do this at the beginning, but it just happened, and it, and it started working so well that we decided to stick with it. So what happens is uh, a, a business, a church, a nonprofit finds someone that, that they believe has real potential. They send them to us. So we don't see very many clients uh, every week. We don't have a stream of folks uh, coming through. So uh, we'll have five or six clients come through, and as we meet with them, we see the potential in them. We're able to give them work within our store, within our building, in our merchandising area. Uh, Sometimes, quite honestly, we simply create a job for them to do. Mm. Part of what we want to do is uh, restore the dignity to that client. If you come in and you can't pay your water bill and I give you a check for $75 or I go down and pay your water bill, uh, I've adopted you basically and I'm still the person with power. If you can't pay your water bill and I give you 10 hours of work at $7.50 an hour and I give you a check, for $75 and you go pay your water bill, that's very different. So we've empowered you. We've given you a vision for how you can live life and meet your own needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you refer to your store. That's something that we want to bookmark. We're going to be talking about that a little bit later on. Very important component of what you do. So everybody um, hang loose. We'll get to that along with a number of other things we're going to be talking to Scott about this morning. Partnerships. You have over 40 churches and 30 business that have partnered with us. Um, you talk about being uh, about clients being referred by nonprofits. Exactly how do the churches and the businesses fit into the scheme? The churches and the businesses fit in uh, very much the way the nonprofits do in that they see someone who's already a part of their congregation or a part of their business. Uh, for example, we had a business a while back that a wonderful employee and he was about to lose his housing but he had a felony conviction in his past mm. because of that finding housing was very difficult for him and his boss called us and said i've got a guy i'm going to lose him as an employee and he's a great employee he's a great worker and i don't know how to help him can you help us uh, with this young man and we were able to step in and help the young man find good affordable housing even with the blemish on his record Okay, 40 churches and 30 businesses in on that deal. Do you have an estimate of the number of nonprofits you work with? 
or is that something that you keep track of? There are so many nonprofits in Tyler, and I guess almost any of them, if you don't have an answer for that, that's okay. I was just a little bit curious. Uh, John, if I had access to my database, I could pull that up. We keep very, <laughs> very accurate records. Off the top of my head, it would just be a wild guess, and, and I'm not sure. But I, I do know that it's, it's been dozens of nonprofits mm -hmm. uh, in Tyler, and we've worked hard to have a strong relationship with the other nonprofits in Tyler. We work closely with them and are very supportive of them. Mm -hmm. So there's just been a lot of community buy-in within the last four years that you've been in business. People have really have uh, gotten the word. They believe in you and you have all these folks working with you. Any increase in the number of people or organizations working with you over the past year or has it stayed pretty steady? Uh, we've seen a strong increase in the past 12 months in the number of businesses that have become aware of us oh, okay. and supportive of us, and we've been very, very pleased with that. All right. And still looking for more folks to join hands with you, though? Absolutely. All righty. If you want to, if you're interested in this, you can call 903-597-5334, East Texas Cornerstone Assistance Network. Our guest this morning on In Focus is Scott Harrison, the Executive Director. Physical location is on Beckham between Locust and Ferguson on the edge of downtown Tyler, 200 North Beckham Avenue. I'm John Sims. As we continue, let's go ahead and talk about that store, the Cornerstone Resale and Donation Center. Exactly what is that? How does it work? And who can get access to it? Uh, John, the, the store is a concept that came out of, uh, I inherited a clothes closet. And with clothes closets, you could only come four times a year and you had to prove you were poor. And if you wanted clothes for children, you had to prove you had those children. And it, it was a rather demeaning uh, way of of treating clients as they came in, quite frankly. Uh -huh. So I came in and, and we switched to the store concept and that changed a lot. Now when people come in, they're a customer rather than a client. And our question is not why should we help you, but how can we help you? We've spent $5,500 just on lights in our store, John, because when a customer comes in, they need to be able to see the merchandise. They need to be able to see it well. It needs to be displayed well mm -hmm. uh, for them to purchase it. So the, the atmosphere shifts, and the person walking in the door becomes the person in charge and the person of power and the person of dignity. We keep over 15,000 pieces of clothes on the floor at all times. Our shirts are $2.99. Our dresses and jeans are $4.99. Whoa. And on Friday, everything's half price. Golly. You will find Tommy Hilfiger, Ralph Lauren, Azad on our racks. We have high-quality clothes, very high-quality clothes on our clothing racks. We have household uh, merchandise as well and sales all the time. Uh, John, an interesting story about our store. When we started, we, we weren't sure if this concept would really work, if we could shift the clothes closet to the store idea. So we started out, we were open from 10 to 2, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, just to see what would happen. And people started drifting in just a little bit. And we mm. had just a few items available, and more people started drifting in. Then they started coming in on Mondays and Tuesdays, and we started telling them we weren't open. And finally we decided, what if we are open? So we're now open Monday through Friday, 9 in the morning till six at night and saturday nine to two mm. and we have hundreds of people that come through every week to take advantage of what we have to offer them and hundreds of people who might come from anywhere and everywhere anybody in the community more than welcome and encouraged to come in and do business with you do you primary primarily target your clients through the store or is it just what we just described some a, a place for everybody it's really a place for everybody john uh there are folks from all walks of life we have school teachers that come in and shop with us 
uh, and, and quite honestly, we have people that run other businesses in town, and we're their wholesaler. They come and buy stuff in our store and ah. take it to their store. Okay. And the way that uh, involves the clients is basically a place for them to work. Is that how uh, everything kind of shapes up in that regard? Right. Our store is a multifaceted enterprise for us. Uh, not only do people come in and get their needs met from the merchandise that they, they purchase, the clients that come in that need help that is where we create our jobs. Most of our jobs are created mm-hmm. through our store. So the clients come in and they help sort the merchandise in the store or in our merchandising area. Uh, if they've got a strong enough back, we may send them out on our truck. We Ooh. do uh, pickups of clothing and appliances each week. We go out and take care of those kinds of things, and they help with that as well. In addition, the store provides a place for volunteers to come in. We're always looking for folks to volunteer to run the cash register or sort merchandise or just help the customers as they're in the store. In addition, it's a great place for donors. Uh, People bring stuff all the time uh, to Cornerstone and donate it to us. Mm -hmm. And right there on the website, which again is www.etcornerstone.org through generous donations from the community. That's where it all comes from. And, you know, I'm thinking of these brands like Tommy Hilfiger and things like that. Some folks can be very generous, and that's a good thing. And uh, another thing that folks would do well to remember, I would say, is that uh, all proceeds from Cornerstone's Resale Center go right back into the ministry, providing that immediate employment, effective job training, which we'll get to in a moment, affordable food and clothing. So it's... uh, a moneymaker for you and for your ministry. And uh, just, again, multifaceted. I can't think of a better way of putting it. Thank you for sharing that term with us. I'm going to have to um, bookmark that and continue to keep it in mind as we go through the show. Cornerstone Jobs, uh, tell us a little bit about how that works. The whole job training piece uh, where uh, the people basically start off working in the, uh, for the most part in the store and then go from there. Is that how the job training program basically works? John, it depends on our, the assessment that our case manager makes of folks as they come in. Uh, no one who comes to us as a client is someone who can easily just go out the job market and find a job. Uh, most all of the folks that come to us have a barrier of some sort. So our case manager meets with them and determines uh, what she believes to be their skill level and then places them in a job that we believe is appropriate for them and then she literally stands beside them and helps them get acclimated we teach them how to use a time clock we teach them about wearing their their name tag uh, the importance of being friendly to customers that kind of thing Mm -hmm. again getting back into those soft skills so uh, they basically start with you and you get an idea what their skill set is and then at some point or other they you say hey you know you're ready to move on to find a job outside cornerstone and i take it you've had a pretty good batting average with this process we really have, John, uh, because not everyone who comes into our program uh, gets sent into a job beyond us. We have some folks that come in that simply are not willing to work. Yeah. Or they come in and they ref- they just refuse to make an attitude change, and they're going to be mad all the time. Uh, we just have to send them on out the door. But some folks that come in, uh, when we see that, that spark, we see that skill level in them. We're able to refer them to businesses, and businesses have learned that if we send them, send someone to them, that uh, this is someone that we have worked with. We had a man early in our program who applied for a, a full-time job, and his potential employer called us and said, I'm interested in hiring him, but I'm very hesitant. He's got a felony conviction. Mm. We said, yes, we know that, but he's worked with us for months, and 
we trust him enough that we've had some projects where we've given him the cash box. He's gone out and done the job and come back with the cash box over and over again. And when the employer heard that from us, they immediately hired this person and got this man on the right track in his life. Okay. And hand in hand with that, I take it is your cornerstone classes. I guess we've already covered some of that in the discussion that we've just had, but uh, you actually uh twice a week your clients get together in your training room with what you call knowledgeable compassionate staff members to go through jobs for life computer-based training sessions and that's just really i guess hand in hand part of the whole process of getting them ready for the workforce and to make an improvement in their life that's right and that's where we sit down and talk to them about uh, resume building and as we've referred to the the soft skills or uh, working with others getting along with others in the workplace that's where that training takes place okay uh, uh, getting back to the cornerstone retail and donation center for just a moment and keeping it seasonal you have something real special going on right now and all the way through christmas i believe your half price toy program you're appealing to both donors and to families in need uh, as we move into that holiday season what do people need to know right now about your christmas toy program john one of the most successful things that we've done has been our christmas toy program it's, it's simply the, this idea that there are people all across Tyler that want to provide toys for their children, but they don't want someone just swooping into their house and dumping a load of toys on their children. Uh, they want to be able to give their children the toys, and they want to be the ones responsible for those smiles on Christmas morning. Yeah. One of the first years that we had this, we had a, a man who came in, and, and he was kind of standing off to the side, and uh, he looked a bit bothered, actually, and one of our staff members went up to him and said, Sir, uh, can I help you? And, and he was just staring at the toys, and he said, Oh, sir, he said, you've made it possible for me to provide Christmas for my family. Mm. So we take new toys that people donate. We encourage people to bring donations by of new toys. We will put those toys in the store. We price them at half of the lowest price that we can find on that toy. Wow. So that's generally uh, Walmart's price. We put it at half of that. So as people come in, they can take care of their family. Mm-hmm. John Sims on In Focus today, talking to Scott Harrison with the East Texas Cornerstone Assistance Network between Locust and Ferguson on Beckham Avenue on the edge of downtown Tyler. Phone number is 903-597-5334. ETCornerstone.org is the website. Might as well let folks know when they can come by with donations. They can come by from uh, 8.30 to 6, Monday through Friday, and 9 to 2 on Saturday and drop things off. Okay. Same hours as you gave earlier for, yes, the, it is. for the store. Okay. Uh, Hurricane Harvey relief, kind of going down a different path here. And, you know, the, the term multifaceted, I guess, again, comes rather quickly to mind. And we're not done with that yet. You do so many different things. Uh, you were the FEMA-appointed location for Hurricane Harvey evacuees in East Texas to come and receive clothing and household items. That process pretty much over right now, although you do tell me that you actually have a Hurricane Harvey evacuee still living in Tyler and working in your store. How did that process go? Kind of walk us through a little bit about what it was like to have that role. Well, John, that was uh, it was an interesting thing when Hurricane Harvey hit and we began to get word we might get evacuees. I, I went to our staff and said, if this happens and if we're called on, here's what we will do. And it's one of those things, quite honestly, I've, I've learned through the years that if God gives me a solution to a problem I don't yet have, I'm probably going to get that problem. And two days later, my phone rang and someone said, 
can you guys take care of all the clothing? And I mm. said, yes, we can. I went to our staff and said, it's, it's time to do it. It's what we talked about we're going to do. So what we did, John, uh, people in Tyler are so generous. They brought so many pieces of clothing. But yeah. we were able, because of the operation we already have in place, we took over what we refer to as our dining hall where various meetings are held. And we filled that dining hall with clothes racks, over 5,000 pieces of clothes, uh, within hours after we got the call. And then people uh, that FEMA sent to us through that process were able to walk in and get clothing uh, for their families. People in Tyler immediately began bringing diapers and household items to us. And then as the families came in, we were able to meet their needs. Mm -hmm. So it kept you real busy for a while there. And really everything did. went pretty smoothly, all things considered. I guess there are going to be a few bumps in the road with something like that. But It, it was amazingly smooth to, to be something that we just we had to crank up as a fully operational program overnight. I did have the expense of adding a, a part-time staff member uh, just to oversee that facet of our program and to sort all the merchandise that was being donated. But, John, I will say we had wonderful folks that came in from the Houston and Beaumont area, uh, people just overwhelmed with the need that they suddenly had in their own life. And it was such a joy to, as they walked in, just to say, you may take anything in this room that you need and mm. to watch them go through and meet their needs and the needs of people in their family. Wow. Um, we talk about Tyler, and, of course, you're located right in downtown Tyler on Beckham Avenue, but um, we bring some other communities into the picture as well, and we do this through a project that you have called Thrift Stores on the Road. You bring in towns like Henderson, Jacksonville, Troop, or able to be a part of your ministry for at least a brief time. Tell us how that works. Uh, John, we've become aware that there are people in some towns uh, outside of Tyler that uh, the folks in poverty simply don't have the gas money to drive into mm -hmm. a place like Cornerstone's Resale Store and take advantage of what we offer. So we take the clothing to them. About once a month, we load up a large truck that we have and our mobile trailer and, and van, and we go out into these communities, and we set up under tents, and we sell clothing there. It's just a very simple system. We'll go into, uh, in Henderson, for example, we take over the lot of the Fairway Auto Group down there, the Ford dealership. Uh -huh. They move all the cars on their main uh, road out of the way. We set up right there on the main road and so that people can easily find us. They come, and all the clothes that we take into those towns, we just simply sell at a dollar apiece. Wow. Okay, and that's um, just could be anywhere. Henderson, Jacksonville, Troop, just uh, some examples that uh, we can offer. But you're going to be going to a, quite a few of these other small towns as well? Yes, and over the next few weeks, we're going very intentionally taking clothing out, and, and we'll be taking toys out as well to make those available uh, to people in the smaller towns around Tyler. Mm -hmm. Certainly getting the word out to the folks in those towns that you're on the way and that you have something special that they uh, might want to grab onto. Let's talk about some success stories. I think we've told a couple of them already in short form, just as part of our normal flow of conversation, but maybe you have one or two others that you'd like to share about specific clients that uh, come to mind who've had a lot of success with your program. John, we had a young woman who came to us. She'd recently moved to Tyler, was well-educated, had a, a strong skill level, but she simply couldn't find a job. Even with all the now hiring signs out in Tyler, she was applying but was never getting a call back. So she came to us, and we gave immediate employment, as we do. The next job that she went to when she filled out her job application and it said your current employment, she put that she worked at Cornerstone. Hmm. She started getting callbacks immediately, and she discovered that the reason she wasn't getting called is that she was currently had been unemployed, 
and that was a red flag to potential employers and we were able to overcome that barrier for her and within two days she landed a great job here in town all righty maybe one other success story comes to mind uh one other would be a counselor from an elementary school called us one day and she had a student in her class who was having some learning problems and behavioral problems and so she dug a little deeper and discovered that both of his parents had lost their jobs Mm -hmm. so she sent the parents to us we met with the parents Uh, we were able to help the mother uh, find a great job she was immediately hired as an assistant manager at a store here in town and we were able to get the father a job at a restaurant that stabilized the home life and the child's behavior in school improved immediately all righty and how you can be involved we've talked about this already donations financial donations can be made online or you can i'm sure drop a check in the mail if you like and 903-597-5334 probably the best way to uh, uh, cast some light on that. If people want to know how to um, get a check to you, probably just need to give you a quick call and get all the information. We'll get it, would it go to the uh, street address, 200 North Beckham? Yes, they can mail a check to the street address or go to our website, www.etcornerstone.org, and just click on the donate button. And every penny that comes in is used to help people transform their lives out of poverty. Mm -hmm. And, of course, the in-kind donations, the clothing, the Christmas toys, everything that comes into your store, always taking donations in that regard. The street address, 200 North Beckham Avenue, Tyler, Texas, 75702. It's the East Texas Cornerstone Assistance Network. Again, the number is 903-597-5334, and the website is etcornerstone.org. So, along with donations, we talk again about volunteers. Already have talked about volunteers. Let's talk about that a little bit more. And uh, I think you said that most, do most or all of your volunteers actually work in the store, or uh, are there others that do other kinds of volunteer work as well? John, we have a variety of things that our volunteers do. We have volunteers that help sort the clothing in our merchandising area. We have volunteers that uh, run the cash register for us. Uh, volunteers that work with the uh, customers in the store. Right now, we need some volunteers to do some painting uh, in the store. In the summer, we make sandwiches for children who would go hungry, and we have groups that come in and make those sandwiches. We have volunteers that do all kinds of things for us. Some come as individuals, some as groups. And if you want to volunteer, call and talk to Megan, 903-597-5334. And the phone rings and you say, may I speak to Megan, please? And Megan will get you all fixed up. And I'm looking, uh, in 2016, your unduplicated volunteer count was 287 individuals serving a total of 1,243 times, according to your website. That sounds like a lot, but like every other nonprofit in town, I think you can always use a little bit more help. And it's interesting to note that some of your clients come from Achieving Dreams, a program for mentally challenged adults. So it's a great opportunity to give these folks an opportunity to better their lives as well. Yeah, we love having the Achieving Dreams come in. They come in twice a week now and primarily help us with sorting clothes and working in the store. Mm-hmm. One thing that, uh, and again, getting back to that multifaceted term that I promised I would keep bringing up during the show, it's, it's really kind of grabbed my attention. And I, I, until you walked in this morning, I didn't realize this. You host 14 other organizations under your roof there at 200 North Beckham Avenue. And uh, I understand that they're not directly affiliated with Cornerstone, but talk a little bit about what an advantage it is to you and these organizations and the community to have all these folks working together under one roof with easy access to each other. Uh, John, I inherited a very large building. Folks in Tyler will know it as the old First Assembly of God building. Mm -hmm. So I've got a lot of uh, rooms upstairs that had been uh, Sunday school classrooms. And 
when I came into the building, I realized that one of the things I wanted was I wanted a lot of energy in the building. I wanted a lot of people helping others, uh, surrounded by people who were helping others. So I began to open the doors and encourage folks to come in. Uh, those that come in uh, do rent the office space, and but at, at a greatly reduced rate than they can find anywhere else. And it allows us to come and, and work together. Uh, we share a conference room, we share a receptionist, and it allows a very small nonprofit to be able to say to uh, someone who wants to come by and see them or drop something off, yes, you can come anytime. Uh, we're open regular business hours because I give them access to our receptionist and our welcome center, and it, it uh, allows them to do things they couldn't do otherwise. Sounds like it really helps with networking to serve community needs. And those of us who have been involved, uh, so much of what I've learned working in radio and also volunteering in the community, so much of what you know through the work that you've done for such a good portion of your life, uh, leads us to understand the importance of collaboration. We see a larger community model through the East Texas Human Needs Network, but collaboration and just people working together and sharing resources and sharing knowledge can be really a lifesaver for so many people in the community. I d just definitely wanted to bring up that piece of what you do. Fourteen other, four, I didn't know there were that many. Fourteen, that's yes. a lot. One of the things I really enjoy about nonprofit work in Tyler, John, is the nonprofits all work so closely together and work well together. And, and our question quite often is just how can we help each other? Mm -hmm. And you have a lot of the answers right there at 200 North Beckham Avenue in downtown Tyler. Uh, East Texas Cornerstone Assistance Network. Um, mission to partner in Christian love with churches, businesses, and other nonprofit agencies to assist people in poverty with life transformation. Can't think of a better way to wrap up the show than on that note. And we are just about out of time, but Scott Harrison, Executive Director of the East Texas Cornerstone Assistance Network, our guest this morning on In Focus. Thanks so much for coming in, Scott, and getting us caught up and sharing important information. Thank you, John. Always a joy to be here, and we appreciate your work and your ministry and getting word out as to what good things are going on in Tyler, Texas. You bet. Scott Harrison with Cornerstone, our guest this morning. I'm John Sims. Thank you for joining us. See you again next week on In Focus. Your only local news radio. This is KTBB Tyler, KTBB FM Troop Tyler Longview, and KTBB.com.